everyone. Welcome to HR Works, brought to you by BLR. I'm your host, Steve Bruce. HR Works provides clear, relevant, actionable information on topics that matter to HR professionals. When you're armed with best practices, plus the knowledge to keep your organization in compliance, HR works. HR is a challenging and changing role for any HR department, but it seems particularly difficult for managers who are an HR department of one. These HR lone rangers somehow have to do it all. To get some insight on how to manage a small department, we asked Diane Breeding to join us for today's podcast. Diane is a bona fide HR department of one manager with Edwards Moving and Rigging. She's going to be leading a discussion called Case Study HR Department of One Strategic Playbook for Leading the Charge for Business Success. And that's going to be at BLR's upcoming Thrive event, thrive.blr.com. Welcome to HR Works, Diane. Thank you so much for having me. This is a great opportunity, and I'm so excited to be here. It seems a common complaint of managers in one-person HR departments is that the never-ending press of routine HR activities doesn't allow much time for strategy. What do HR Department of One managers do to manage their time and priorities? Well, I think it just depends on the dynamic of that particular you know, organization and kind of what the directives are. Um, you know, with uh, with my organization, you know, here at Edwards Moving and Rigging, we are a uh, we are growing, and so as a result, and, and well, and we do all of our, our recruiting in house, and so and that would be me. <laughs> so right now, about ninety nine percent of my time has been focused on our recruiting efforts, and so I spend you know quite a bit of time outside of the normal workday doing other, um, I would say, HR-related um, activities because I spend so much time recruiting right now. Wow. Well, um, are there any parts of the job that you found you could streamline with technology? Absolutely. And, uh, and for those organizations that are still working, you know, in a what I call the paper mode, um, where, you know, employee files, I know there's some organizations that have moved towards a, a paperless system, and there are still a lot out there that are still um, doing their onboarding and all of their employee files via, you know, having those, you know, paper folders and, and, and file drawers and things like that. Um, anything that can be related to onboarding, performance reviews, um, you know, reporting, there are so many HRS systems out there that can function quite well and be able to streamline a lot of those HR processes. Well, great. Now, what um, steps might you take to show management that you should be part of strategic decision-making? And I think that, you know, especially for new HR managers who I think are just entering into that particular role and saying, okay, you know, I want to get my seat at the table, so to speak, uh, I can remember uh, my mentor who uh, she, uh, when, when I worked for her, and this was back in my, my bluegrass cellular days, and uh, she, uh, uh, her name was Sherry, and she was my director, and, and basically she gave me all of the opportunities and taught me, you know, er- everything I know today, you know, about human resources, and, you know, and she said, you know, I had to, 
you know, I had to, you know, earn my way to that seat at the table. And what that seat of the, at the table means is being part of that strategic um, decision-making and, and, you know, that's relative, relative to, the, to the organization. And so when I remember her telling me that, and, I, and, and when I became a new manager, um, you know, here at Edwards, I thought, well, gosh, you know, I feel like I'm sitting in the exact same spot that she was in. And so, um, yeah, so it can, be, it can be quite challenging. And so how do I overcome that? And how can other managers overcome that to say, hey, you know, I want to be able to earn my seat there? Um, you know, I, I say, you know, send them, you know, good data on, you know, what's going on in the workforce today. Send, you know, your, um, you know, your, uh, send that team, you know, uh, Department of Labor updates. Um, to show them, you know, hey, this is what's relevant to our workforce. Um, you know, there's there's all kinds of, you know, different changes that happen, you know, year to year as it relates to, you know, changes within the Department of Labor and how we employ our workforce, and they need to, to, to know that. And I think that, you know, someone who's engaged on that level, um, I think, has a better chance of getting that, um, that seat, so to speak. Great advice. Now, you've mentioned that HR Department of One managers need a short-term and a long-term strategy. Could you expand on that? Well, I think it's a continual strategy. Um, I mean, yes, I think everyone needs, you know, little short-term, you know, goals and have a, a long-term, you know, strategy for how they're going to, you know, function in their department. Um, but I think that there needs to be a, a constant kind of continual strategy um, in, in order to, what I say, stay above the water. Because, you know, when you're an HR department of one and there is so much and you get overwhelmed, it feels like you're sinking. And so <laughs> you have to have that continual strategy um, to keep yourself above water. And then, you know, once you, you know, fine-tune some of your, you know, particular areas that, that you're working on, I think that will kind of help. But you, it's, it's not just a short-term and a long-term strategy. It's that continual strategy. Oh, great. Now, how about um, using consultants or attorneys to do some of your work? Do you recommend that? Um, absolutely. And, you know, especially if, if you don't have other um, resources to, to bounce those concerns off of, I think that's great. I think what's, what, what can be of concern is a lot of companies, I think, are running, are running very lean. And so I think, you know, the, Financially, that may not make good sense for a particular organization, um, but I think um, you know you have to kind of prioritize. You know, what do I really need to consult? You know, our corporate attorney on, and so um, you know the way that would look is is I would you know if on the really big issues, um, then you know consult an attorney. But for the issues that gosh, I just don't know you know the answer to, or I need to. There's other resources out there to be able to to gain that knowledge. Have you found any particular outside resources that uh, that aren't as expensive as consultants and attorneys, but that uh, that you found can help you out? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm big on networking, and I think you know having you know colleagues that are in the field um, are definite you know a benefit and can definitely help you out. I mean, I, you know, there, there's been several times when I have you know, sent emails to, to my colleagues saying, hey, I've got this going on, can you, you know, what, what have you done, or, you know, we've got, you know, this coming out, what do you think about this, and 
um, you know, your local SHRM chapters, I think SHRM, uh, which is the Society for Human Resource Management, is a great organization for human resource practitioners. Uh, they've got so much information and so many different resources for us to use um, that can pretty much answer, I would think, just about any question that we would have. Um, there are local SHRM chapters that, you know, HR practitioners can get involved in um, and, and, and get those uh you know, and get that, that networking opportunities. The other thing is there are webinars um, out there that are for free. Um, you know, some of them you got to pay for, but some of them are for free that, you know, provide all kinds of information um, to, to, to you as an HR practitioner. Well, thanks very much. How about the approach that says if you can improve engagement and retention, then you'll spend less time on recruiting, onboarding, training, terminating, and so on, and you'll have more time for higher-level activities like strategic planning. Well, you know, I'm, I kind of ride the fence on that one because, uh, you know, I know that there are stats out there that say that, you know, employee engagement is generally low um, anyway, and, you know, ret retention strategies are good, but I think the dynamic of our workforce kind of dictates a lot of that, and I think that there are so many employment gaps and so many employment opportunities that, I think generally you're just going to have that, that movement. And, um, you know, I'm never in favor of, you know, throwing money, you know, out at an employee just to keep them, um, you know, working for a company. And, and, yes, we do have to be, I think, strategic on our retention, um, you know, to, to hold them. But I think at the end of the day, um, I think what, what folks want is they want to feel valued. They want uh, you know, additional opportunities. They want to be challenged. And if somebody else is going to offer those things, I think they're going to move. Okay, thanks. Um, now, it's been my experience that HR Department of One managers are pretty proud of their status. You know, they say, I do it all. They're the lone rangers of HR. Do you, do you find that to be true? See, now I don't, I don't really know that many um, HR Department departments of one. However, those that I do know, I've never heard that. And I've never heard somebody saying that, you know, hey, you know, I'm proud because I do it all. You know, that's, and, and you know, and I think kind of at the end of the day, do you really do it all? And are you solely doing everything? And maybe you are. I don't know. Um, I know that in my environment and my organization, you know, we're all one team. And if I am like pulling my hair out, I have, you know, support here in-house that I can go to and say, hey, I really need some help on this or I need some help on that, and, and I can get that. So um, I would never, you know, kind of boast that, um, you know, hey, I'm proud I'm an HR department of one. I just, I, I don't function like that um, because I'm in a team environment, and I think that we're all part of one team. Okay, well, thanks for that. Uh, I understand that when you became the manager of this department of one, you were instructed to stay away from HR at first. What was the deal there? Well, I wasn't necessarily instructed to stay away from HR. I just, I just did very little HR activities um, for the first um, few months. And so what um, my CEO, who is the owner of the company, and what he, he, he uh, directed me to do is he said, you know, basically I don't want you to make any major changes, just sit on your hands, and what I want you to do is just learn the company. You need to learn, you know, what we do as an organization. I want you to interview as many employees as you can, get to know them. 
um, get to know where they come from, what their backgrounds are, you know, how they got to where they are today, what their challenges are, you know, look at all of that. Um, you know, they sent me out on, on a project where I got to see uh, one of our, our moves. And so, you know, we do heavy haul and specialized rigging, and so we're moving great big pieces of industrial machinery that weigh in excess of two to 300,000 pounds. And, you know, to hear it is one thing, but to actually witness it is so completely different. And it, um, uh, I thought it was great advice um, because I think that in order to serve the employees that you are working with, you got to know and understand them. And so I thought it was, uh, I thought it was very good. Yeah, sounds like good advice for any new HR manager. So now, Absolutely. I understand that you're um, just back from an interesting recruiting trip in Kentucky. Do you want to share something about that with us? Sure, absolutely. So we're trying to come up with strategic kind of out of the box um, ways to to recruit because you know a common denominator um, I know in our state, um, I know in my area is is filling those employment gaps. And um, so we need with with what we do, you know we need qualified you know people to come work. We are growing. And so we need um, those qualified workers um, that possess, um, you know, some some very specific um, skill sets. So what what I did is I reached out to a town in uh, in the eastern part, or I'm sorry, on the western part of the state, where the coal mining industry basically is closing and it's collapsing, and so the workers are being laid off. Well, these are heavy equipment. These are miners. These are coal miners. And they have heavy equipment experience, and they, I mean, some of these folks are multi-generational, um, you know, families who have, who have done this um, over, you know, you know, three and four generations, and so they understand what it means uh, to, to work hard. They, they possess that great work ethic, and so we looked at it and thought, gosh, this would be a great pool of candidates to um, approach and say, hey, you know, we can give you an opportunity, uh, you know, to, to come come work for Edwards. And so uh, I spent uh, a couple days in, uh, in Madisonville, um, Kentucky, to, uh, and hosted a, uh, a career fair, partnered with the Kentucky Career Center, job.net, and which they were so helpful. We have got a great um, system there um, in, in our state, and they were just so wonderful in, in helping uh, get the word out. We advertised, uh, we advertised on the radio, and, uh, and, and got a pool of candidates uh, in to apply. Well, great. Thanks very much for that. Now, um, do you have any final tips for HR Department of One managers? Well, and I, um, you know, w- with my presentation uh, for, for Thrive, I talk about, you know, different strategies. But I think one of the biggest tips I could give an HR uh, manager who is, in a, who is a Department of One um, is when you're overwhelmed. And when you feel like you're sinking and when you're going, gosh, I'm not quite sure, you know, take a step back, breathe, take care of yourself, um, you know, both mentally and physically. Find ways to, to vent those frustrations. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm a firm believer that, that stress leads to poor health. And so to redu- reduce that stress, find ways to kind of um, to, to pipe line that away 
and uh, um, I think and hopefully uh, come back and, and be able to be a little bit more refreshed. Well, that's great advice for anybody, I think. Diane, thanks so much. Thanks so much for all this great guidance. Well, I um, I don't know how um, you know uh, how how strong of guidance it is, but um, it's it's what works for me, and um, and I hope that if I can you know benefit um, you know uh, one one HR manager, then um, then it was worth it. Well, great. Thanks so much, listeners. Sure. Please uh, let me know what HR work should cover next. S. Bruce at blr.com. Thanks for being with us today. This is Steve Bruce for HR Works. Join Diane May 12th and 13th in Las Vegas for BLR's Thrive 2016 event. In her insightful session, you'll learn business strategies that every HR department of one professional can follow to accelerate their leadership role in managing human capital and strategic functions for the organization. For more details, visit thrivelive.blr.com. The opinions expressed on HR Works do not represent legal or any other type of professional advice and should not be used as a substitute for legal advice from a qualified attorney licensed in your state.